This is Retirement Paradise with Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Greg provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, Retirement Income Planning, Wealth Management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha. Welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, please feel free to give us a call at 791 2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. While at the website, please feel free to head over to the radio page. There is where you can subscribe to our show. That way every week you're notified when we post a new show. Anywhere you get your podcasts, we're on iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And also please don't hesitate to reach out with us if you'd like to set up a face-to-face meeting. For today's episode, we're gonna talk about something that's likely important to millions of Americans for many different reasons. And it's a new year, and it's about achieving your financial goals in 2020. Uh, So maybe your goals are, this is the year you're gonna retire. Um, I got several clients that are making this their their retirement year, it's always exciting. Um, Another client, maybe you have this in common, uh, their goal is to pay off their house this year. Or maybe it's a simple goal just to invest more uh, in the market. Whatever your financial goals are for this new year and this new decade, implementing the right strategies can help you reach them. Before we start peeling back this financial onion, let me introduce my outstanding co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, Greg. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm excited about this one. Sounds like a great way to kick off this new year, and uh, we need to set goals. That's a good thing, and I'm looking forward to all the tips you have for us with that today. But yeah, a busy week. I've just been crazy busy. I have this huge music room. I'm a music collector, as you may know, Mm -hmm. and so I have all these records and CDs, and they've been crammed into this one little room in our house, but we're turning that into a bedroom for my son for when he comes home from college or a guest bedroom, and I'm going to make my music room into our lower level, kind of a little rec room we have there, Uh, but it's a lot to move. (laughs) So I'm sore all over, been working on that for over a week now, and uh, still still plugging away on getting those rooms switched around. How about you? Have you been busy? Very busy. Yeah. The uh, end of the year is always kind of catch up time for us, but now it's back into the swing of things. So we've got a couple things on our agenda. Um, we're doing a federal retirement benefits seminar uh, coming up uh, early uh, February, February 8th at the Oahu Veterans Center. Um, so we're looking forward to that. Um, I sent out an email too to all the clients um, that tune in. If you have anybody that's uh, a federal employee that you think would benefit, head them over to our uh, website at therogroup.org and click the events link and they can register there. All right. Well, that sounds great. Um, I know that uh, that's there's no cost or obligation to that either, is there? Yeah, that's correct. And it's strictly for federal employees. It's, a, it's just a class on, on your benefits in retirement, how to calculate your annuity, uh, social security, and also the TSP um, in retirement. So it's a lot of good information. Any of our uh, federal workers want to come uh, reach out to us. All right. That sounds great. Uh, very, very helpful and educational. Uh, I know those workshops and seminars that you do 
uh, and you love meeting people and talking with people there. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Now, um, this is the time of year when a lot of people, Greg, sit down and they really start to think about what they want out of their new new year and out of this year and what they want out of their finances. So I think a lot of people listening today are going to be eager to learn some advice and tips on what they can do to achieve some financial goals in 2020. So what do you want to get started with? Well, Tony, uh, I, I recently read an outstanding article, uh, this one titled Three Ways to Make Your Money work for you. And this was published by thebalance.com. And this is from November uh, 2019. And I like this article because it, it highlights the power and importance of focusing on, on the basics. And they highlight three basic elements, budgeting, getting out of debt, and saving and investing your money. I mean, after all, sometimes sticking with the basics is the best thing you can do. So the first component, setting up a budget, is really a, a great first step for anyone. Within your budget, it's important to put your money into categories like bills, uh, savings, food, uh, and also non-essential spending like your entertainment, hobbies, dining out. And, and for many people, really seeing where their money is flowing um, can help really put things crystal clear for you. And if you set up a monthly budget this way, it, it makes it much easier to really set up you know, your big picture, your long-term budget that addresses where you want your life and your money uh, to be coming in for the for the coming years. So like so many of our best intentions, budgeting success really comes down to discipline. You have to do it each and every month and when your circumstances dictate changes to your budget, you have to make adjustments in such a way as to not put your future goals at risk. In the end, the right budget will help you ensure that you're you're not spending more than you're making each month, which is really the the whole goal. That's what budgeting is is really all about. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't like this, uh, the B word budget, but I think it's important in the idea, uh, you know, of sticking with the basics, even when they seem very simple at first, is a smart way to attack this problem of reaching our financial goals in 2020 and beyond. Yeah, ab absolutely. I totally agree, Tony. And it, it, budgeting is one of those things that everybody should handle in a, in a tangible way, whether it's with a pencil and a legal pad or on your computer or, or smartphone. Um, it's one thing to do the budget in your head or just to check your bank balances once or twice a week, but when you actually crunch your numbers in a way that allows your eyes to see the results, well, for some people, the results can actually be you know a little stunning. Um, when you're sitting at the kitchen table uh, with your spouse, you're going over your budget, you might find yourself saying, we spent how much eating out last month? <laughs> or, gee, all those streaming services we pay for is much as our cable bill is. And so you might find ways that you can cut back on certain things. And giving yourself a little budgeting homework is really the best way to figure out, you know, what you need to do uh, to get to where you want to go. I agree. I think the idea of uh, crafting a budget with your own two hands, getting in there, especially uh, if you're married with your spouse or your partner, so that if you're left with something real, then you can refer to it as needed. It makes so much sense. And earlier you mentioned getting out of debt as another way to help reach our financial goals. Uh, talk about that one a little bit. Yeah, good idea, Tony. This this is where you'll want to add up the amount you're paying each month towards things like your car, um, any student loans maybe that are left over that you helped your kids or your grandkids with, um, and of course the dreaded credit cards. Uh, after you've added everything up, the question really becomes, what if all that money you're paying on your debt could instead be earmarked for retirement and investing? Ah, there you go. That would be good. 
uh, fair enough. Uh, but for a lot of people out there, Greg, debt is just part of life. Uh, most people have to take out loans to go to college or buy a car or credit cards. Sometimes they're the only thing we have to get access to some of the things we need. So how do you reconcile that with the fact that a lot of people uh, have a lot of debt? Well, as the article from thebalance.com points out, um, your debt really limits your opportunities. Uh, think of debt as a governor of your, you know, on your financial engine. You know, you take off the governor, the engine just runs better. And, you know, I understand that plenty of people out there have too much debt um, to pay off all at once. And in that case, one potential solution is to focus on some of your smaller debt first. So if you can get those debts paid off, you'll be left with extra money that you can dedicate to your more significant and larger debts. So what if you could pay that extra $300 or $400 towards your credit cards or those student loans? Uh, the, the positive ramifications of that are, are obvious. Well, yeah, and that's a good way to think about it. If you have a lot of debt, break it apart a bit so you can identify parts of it that you can tackle right away. That's another one of those simple but critically important financial steps, isn't it? Yes, exactly. So instead of like just paying the minimum across the board, tackle one that you can get off and then free up that money and apply it to something else. Um, and, and debt is one of those things that can you know, really seem overwhelming when you look at it like that in totality, when you look at everything at once. And I think it's important to note um, that nobody should feel guilty about having debt. And they certainly shouldn't think that carrying debt makes them a financial failure. I mean, ultimately, the notion that debt is just a fact of life for millions of Americans is, is true. But by attacking that smaller debt in the form of paying off maybe your car a little quicker or paying off your smallest credit card really will provide you the flexibility to go after your bigger debt. So once you remove the smaller debt and begin to see that extra amount and how that can tackle your bigger debt, you might just start feeling more optimistic about your financial future. Yeah. Yeah. I can see how you would. Now, uh, this is a great topic and I think it's really important, but why don't you let our listeners know how they can set up that complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with you uh, to get these goals and budgets set up. Yeah, if anybody would like help on their New Year's resolutions, get a get a retirement plan in place, help with the budgeting, anything that we're talking about, feel free to reach out to us. Give us a call at 791-2924 or visit us online at therogroup.org. Yep. And reminder, listeners, today on Retirement Paradise, we are talking about how to achieve your financial goals in 2020. And Greg, you've been talking about how budgeting and working to eliminate debt as quickly as possible are two obvious but critical ways to put us all in a better position to meet our financial goals. Uh, and I think it's been a good conversation. Um, you mentioned there would be another piece of advice uh, from the Balance.com article that you saw. Uh, as save and invest your money. I think that's uh, potentially a little more complex than budgeting and paying off debt, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, Tony. You're right on the money there. And, but I think if we stick to the basics again, I think we can gain a thorough understanding of how saving and investing can help you reach your financial goals. Now, after you've set and stuck to your budget and you've managed to pay down some debt, you'll find yourself in the enviable position of earning more than you spend on a monthly basis. And that's where we all want to get. And once you reach this point, the first thing you should do is to save the equivalent of six months salary. And this is your emergency fund. So tuck that money away. Six months is kind of the, the standard a lot of financial planners use. And if you don't 
have that money saved when something unexpected pops up, you're going to find yourself repeating that cycle of living outside your budget and piling up debt again. So that six month income is like your protective barrier. So you never have to take a step backwards. So it's a little bit of just in case money, and that's never a bad idea for anyone. So once you have that six month emergency fund, what comes next? At this point, now it's officially time to start saving and investing. So putting together a good amount of savings is going to be the first priority. But the fact is, the best way to really build wealth is by investing. And when it, come, when it comes uh, to investing as wisely as possible, you mentioned how complex it is, and you're absolutely correct. That's why I strongly urge our listeners to work with a financial services professional who they're comfortable with. Um, a financial services professional can help you diversify your portfolio so that you avoid the trap of having too many of your assets invested too heavily in one particular type of stock or, or sector or business. And just as importantly, you might build your way to a point where you can have your investments provide you with income. And that's, that's really the, the retirement goal right there. And a seasoned financial services professional will help guide you through the process while answering your questions and addressing any concerns that you might have. Yeah. I mean, working with a trusted financial planner or advisor like yourself uh, is really a good point. That's something everyone should do. Uh, work with a fiduciary. I mean, investing can be confusing and even sometimes a little intimidating, to be mm-hmm. honest. So why, why go it alone? Uh, a financial professional like yourself can really help us make sense of it all, right? Right. Yeah. It's like having a partner, uh, you know, and, and keep you on track with your goals. Um, and a financial service professional can also help you with much more than just investing or retirement planning. Um, they'd certainly have some insights when it comes to budgeting and, and strategies for attacking your debt. So, um, and you know, Tony, I came across another article. Um, this one, it was on uh, smartaboutmoney.org that I think might shed even more light on what we've been talking about so far. Um, this article uh, titled 10 Basic Steps, it lists ways to go about achieving your, your goals, which is consistent with the theme of our show today. And one of them that really caught my eye was shopping smarter. And that one really hits home to me because no matter what the current financial situation is or our economic status that we're in, we all have things that we have to buy regularly. You know, our staples, whether it's milk, you know, eggs, bread, gas for the car, the electric bill. But there are always ways to take the financial sting out of shopping. Um, For example, avoiding impulse buying um, is extremely beneficial. And we've all gotten to the checkout line at the grocery store and then realized there's one or two or let's be honest, maybe half a dozen things in our cart that were not on the list. So right. <laughs> impulse buys really add up in a hurry. So write down your shopping list and stick to it. That's a big one. And I even have fun. I, it's a challenge for my wife and I. We challenge each other. Uh, see if you can make a target run or go to the grocery store and only get what's on the list. Don't get one thing, not a penny. Don't spend a penny more than what's on the list. And uh, that's that's harder, at least for some of us. Uh, it's hard for me, I know, because you get in the store and you think of things or you see things you want, but to just get what's on your list is, uh, uh, that's a challenge and uh, have some fun with it. See if you can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I know I can't always do it. Um, uh, you know, when you toss a few items into the cart it, it, that's already full, it's uh, only natural. To, we tell ourselves, hey, just a couple of bucks extra isn't going to matter but it leads to a couple of bucks and you know the rest, it leads to more. And I think it's even easier to impulse buy when you're using plastic or a credit card, right? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that, Tony, because I have a really good tip. Um, if people have trouble with this, with the impulse buying, or, you, or maybe you want to challenge each other, um, like you and your wife do, um, is to use cash at the store. Um, write out your grocery list and plastic doesn't necessarily mean a, a credit card. It could be your debit card, which a lot of people consider cash anyway, but I'm talking about paper money. If you write out your grocery list and you estimate, okay, I think a hundred dollars for this, we'll take, uh, we'll take care of it. Take that money out of the ATM on your way to the store. You're definitely going to stick to your list because now the impulse shopping could lead to, uh, some awkwardness at the register. You know, Oh, I'm sorry. Your total is one ten. Oops. So it's going to give you the discipline to really stick within that budget. And uh, along with that, another way to make your cash go further when you're shopping is to focus on generic brands. So many stores like Walmart, Target, um, Safeway have their own brands that are very similar to the more expensive name brands. So generic brands can save you some money. Um, also, although this could kind of be a pain in the neck, um, comparing prices and price shopping can save you a few bucks. Your smartphone, you can double check prices um, real time as you shop. Coupons, of course, are great. Um, bulk shopping like Walmart, um, Costco, um, and Target, my wife does this one, they do price matching on their website. So if you're looking at an item and you click it and you scan it with your smartphone, if it's cheaper online, they'll honor that price at the register. So it really adds up and you might be shocked at how much you can save over time with just a little bit of that extra effort. Yeah. And I think this is another area where crafting that written budget that you can actually see and think about is really important. I mean, doing the things you just mentioned might not seem like a big deal during one trip to the store, but if you track each of your trips to stores over, say, six months, I think common sense would suggest you're probably saving hundreds of dollars. Uh, I, I know I would. And that's the kind of savings that makes comparison shopping and even coupon clipping worth the effort. Yep, exactly right, Tony. You nailed it. Just a little bit of extra effort. It all adds up in the in the end. And another key component to achieving your financial goals uh, for this year and the future, um, according to the second article, is building a strong credit report, which is something I think might fly a bit under the radar for some people. Yeah. Yep. I I'm sure. I'm sure it would. Uh, another. Key <clears throat> Hang on. Yeah, I'm sure it would. Now, what are some realistic ways that people can maintain a healthy credit score? Well, one that makes a lot of sense to me is limiting yourself to two credit cards. You should be able to, that should be able to handle all your needs, including emergencies with just two cards. Using more than two um, might make sense in the moment, trying to get those rewards or airline miles or whatever, but eventually all those credit card payments are going to give you just a brutal dose of reality. And along with that, you know, maybe a secured card that only uses whatever amount of money you put on it uh, might be a good fit for some people that consistently fall out of their budget. So there's some little tricks where you could be a little bit more disciplined, force yourself um, into being that more disciplined. Don't spend what you don't have. But Greg, before we move on from here, why don't you let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you? Oh, good reminder. Yeah, if you have any questions, comments, um, or maybe want some help setting up this budget um, and getting some discipline ideas, uh, reach out to us. Give me a call. 791-2924. I always provide no cost, no obligation consultations to our audience. Um, also, you can visit us online at therogroup.org. Feel free to hit the contact us link and drop me a line. Yeah. And I want to remind listeners that they are listening to Retirement Paradise 
with myself, your co-host, Tony Shore, and our host, Greg Gunther. Yeah, thanks, Tony. And throughout today's show, we've been discussing some simple but extremely powerful and important ways to better position yourself to achieve your financial goals for 2020. Um, earlier, we were discussing the importance of maintaining your healthy credit score um, and some ways you can go about it. And one such way is frequently monitoring your credit purchases in the same way you monitor your bank accounts online. That way they aren't, you won't have any forgotten charges that lead to some shocked reactions when you get your, when you get your next bill. So Greg, what are some other ways our listeners can improve their chances of achieving their financial goals in 2020 and beyond? Well, I have a couple that really hit home for me. The first is saving up for big ticket items like electronics or vacations rather than putting them on a credit card. Um, or if you need to make a significant purchase um, before you can save that, that entire amount of money uh, needed, look into a bank or credit union loan because they often have significantly lower rates than credit cards. It's very instinctful just to go for that credit card, but oftentimes your credit union or bank will give you a, a better deal um, on those types of purchases. And along those same lines, do your best to pay your credit card bills off as soon as they come in to avoid those late fees. Um, sometimes if you're just a day late past the, the due date, they're going to be $35, $15, $50, $50 sometimes for, for late fees. And they can add up very quickly if you're not careful. And it can, if you can, of course, um, pay off your credit card balances off each month. I know that's easier said than done for a lot of people, but at least pay more than the minimum. Well, yeah, I have to be honest, Greg, it's never occurred to me to look into a bank or credit union loan to make a significant purchase that isn't something like a new car or a mortgage. Uh, my reflex is just to put it on the card, but it does make sense because, as you said, the difference in interest rates between your neighborhood credit union and your credit card is going to be huge. Yes. Um, it's also important to remember that credit cards aren't created equal. Um, with a little research, you can find cards with low interest rates that, and, and this is very important, that don't have annual fees. That's one of the rules is you shouldn't pay for good credit. So find out those um, cards that don't have annual fees. And don't forget that your bank or credit union may also offer cards that are more advantageous than, say, the big major companies out there. As you do your uh, credit card research, which you can just Google and type things up and look at it as they pop up, uh, be on high alert for cards that offer enticingly low rates for limited time only, uh, because once that promotional period ends, you might get hit with a rate that's actually higher than the industry average. Oh, yeah. And nobody wants it. To me, the biggest thing to remember when it comes to credit cards is be careful. They aren't free money. And though just charging whatever you need or want in the moment seems easier, I know the consequences are very serious and difficult to overcome. Yeah, absolutely right, Tony. And that's why credit card companies make all that money is because they, they entice people to buy things that they really shouldn't. Um, it's good to have when you need them, it's just for an emergency, but don't rely too heavily on them. Uh, much of what we've discussed today is, you know, your nuts and bolts basics uh, that most of us can understand. But what's really required to make this all work is discipline. Stick to your budget and your savings plan. Don't treat credit cards like found money. And a few small sacrifices and a little extra effort now can really lead to real results and savings and happiness for years to come. Well said. And as usual, our time just flew by. The time is up for this week's show. Greg, is there anything else you want to share before we go? 
Yeah, if anybody listening would like some help getting your goals in line, getting a budget in place, getting out of debt, or maybe investing, feel free to give us a call at the Retirement Optimization Group, 791-2924, or visit our webpage at therogroup.org. All right, and listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org. Greg Gunther and the Retirement Optimization Group are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.